I'm there. I'm here. All right. Uh, we're live for the AGFFA report, the week seven recap, week eight preview. Uh, you know how it goes. Uh, I'm here with Jeff from the Pups. Hello. Gumby again. Stop. Hello. Uh, and Dan went to go get some tea. Um, I'm here. Ah, there he is in the background. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see. How did everybody do this past week? Gumby, I know you're still undefeated, and uh, <laughs> we talked a little this morning. You had a close. Razor thin. Yeah, that Okay. Close. If Todd Gurley would have been smarter and laid down on the one, <laughs> the Falcons would have won and you would have lost. Yes. Oh, there was more to it than that. Yeah. Uh, oh, if, really? Yeah. So at the end of the Chiefs game, he had Butker as his field goal kicker. That's and right. At the end of the he missed Chiefs an extra game, point. He missed an extra point. And not only that, they were driving in trash time and it looked like they were just going to settle for a field goal. But there was a penalty on the other on the defense that yeah. set, gave him a first down and they ended up getting a touchdown. <laughs> Chad Henney run that ran that in. That was that was the weirdest yeah. thing to see. Chad Henney ran it in. It was a quarterback keeper with Chad Henney of all people. And if they if if that doesn't work, they get a field goal and his his Butker gets the points to beat me. <laughs> it was craziness. Oh and, man! And this hey. is all Cam Newton's fault. This is all Cam <laughs> fucking Newton's fault. How, Four interceptions. How, I'm, I'm wondering. Four. I'm wondering how Cam Newton had anything to do with this. That's Four playing. interceptions. From Cam was he Newton. starting Cam Newton? No, but he's starting the oh, San yeah, Francisco defense. Oh, oh, okay, there it is. Oh. There it is. Yeah, and Cam Newton kept throwing the ball to the other team, <laughs> like over and over and over. <laughs> well, so, I, to be to be fair though, it's not like your team shit the bed or anything either. You put up like one seventy two, right? One fifty. One fifty. Okay, one fifty. That's that's respectable. So it's not like. You put up 110 and you won because the other team sucked. No. That, that's no, pretty it good. good. It was a good week. I, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't possible for you to mess up the coaching because even my bench, everybody on the bench scored at 15 points or more. Yeah, that's pretty nice. So, so it was, well done, Gumby. Well hey, done. It was a good week for me. It was just the stupid Cam Newton made it a lot closer than it should have been. <laughs> yeah, Gumby. I mean, you're at seven wins, no losses. Worst you could do at this point, seven and five. I want to say you've probably clinched. No matter what, you clinched a playoff spot. Maybe. So, Mike's still winning, too. I'm only one game ahead of Mike. Yeah. Mike is still winning. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Mike, Actually, I, Mike, Mike has one loss, and that's the one I beat him in, right? That's it. Yep, that's true. So there's no uh, – this league has no, no let up. Yeah, and actually, with his one loss, um, I talked to Ross this morning, and he brought something up that, Dad, you might have alluded to last week that – we probably need to discuss or just make sure we uh, we understand what's going on here, but it has to do with waivers and standings. So waivers went through this morning and Mike apparently went ahead of Ross. Ross is five and two. Mike is six and one. And Ross mentioned, hey, I, I went and tried to get Carlos Hyde, but I saw that uh, whip got him. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's kind of weird. And let me look into it. And sure enough. He's a division leader, right? Yep. That's how it works, I guess, is you could be a division leader, four and three, whatever your record is. But someone like Mike can go before you because he's second place in your division, Gumby, y'all's division. So that feels a little weird. I don't think that's how the NFL would do it if they had waivers, you know? 
I don't know. I I I was up as as high as sixth on the waiver wire one week, and I don't know how. Well, was it at the beginning of the week? No, it was like uh two or two or three weeks ago. What what I mean is like yeah, right I've after the week had finished, and it was the start of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's. I've I've been down at the uh, 13, 12, 14 spot, something like that for waivers for uh, the last few weeks. I keep wondering how that could be, but, you know, I'm a division leader. So I think it must go division leaders are last or should be last, which includes you, Gumby. So I don't know how, how you could be six you know, higher than me. And, and in one case last week, I think you were higher than me. Um, right now, at this exact moment, I'm sitting at 15th. I'm ahead of Dusty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I mean, waivers went through. So, so like it's it sh- however it works right now. It's that's just how it is. People use their waivers. The order changes, especially if you didn't use your waiver. Um, I'm just talking about at the beginning of weeks as they start. Um, I think I need to fix this going forward. I don't want to reset so this just, week or anything like that. So, right. Are you saying that? Uh, for a given week, it runs the waivers based on record, and then if somebody does a waiver transaction, it resets everybody again, and it does that constantly, and that's well, why. How it should work every week, and I, this is how it looks like it's working. Um, the division leaders are always going to be the last four that can pick in the, the waiver order. And then it goes by next best records for second place, third place, fourth place, which that should put whip at like uh, 11th overall in the waiver or 12th overall, something like that. But what happened is Ross threw a waiver claim out there for Carlos Hyde. You know, he's a big pickup this week if Carson's out uh, and Hyde is healthy, but he goes after Mike just because of the whole division standings of being first place. It's a thing that I didn't think would happen. And I would have thought Mike would be right next to Gumby right at the end because he has the second best record in the league so i don't know i i think i'm gonna have to fix this next week going forward just for this year and then i kind of want to suggest maybe we fix this permanently going into uh 2021 and and beyond well i think that that well you know i kind of see it both sides it sounds like it's on paper that that seems kind of fair that the division winner should be, or the division leader should be at the end of the waiver wire list. But again, you might have a, a division leader right now who's sitting at four and three mm-hmm. and they're shaky. They're shaky four and three um, that should potentially be higher up. So, you know, my, I'm probably 70, 30 in favor of just changing it. So that's it's in your, in order of uh, win loss record period, regardless of where you stand in your division. Um, but I can also kind of see where it's at, so or why it's set up this way. If it's possible to make that change, I don't know if you can do it now, but or if we even should make any changes now since the season's ongoing. Um, but maybe next year it's something we investigate and just look at. I don't think that requires a league vote because, well, I don't know. You're the commissioner, Gus. You would have to make that so. Uh, there's only two options for how they do waivers in ESPN. It's uh, inverse order of standings, which standings the way that ESPN defines it is one certain way. It's not even the right. way we would do our standings. And then the other option is it, it all comes down to whether or not you even use your waiver to begin with. So they'll start the season week one, a certain waiver order. And then if certain people don't use it that week, they just slide up no matter what. And they can continue to slide up to the top until there's that one player that it's like, 
I wish I was near the top of the waiver order to get them. That might be what we should just change one, it to next year. But that's only a one given week, correct? It's not like if you never use it for three weeks, at the end of three weeks, you're at the top of the waiver wire. It, it's not working like that, is it? That's not how it works in our current league, but that's how it could work maybe next year if we decide to change it to that, which I think I'm in favor of. I, I kind of like the idea of it's strategically used when you need to use it. Maybe you don't just automatically use a waiver on a kicker. You you know, you sit back, you're like, I'll just take whatever kicker's available so it's a free agent pickup, not a waiver pickup. You know what I mean? I'm not sure I like that idea. It, you know, like me, for instance, I, I feel I have a I don't have a very strong team. I, I'm up and down, you know. So I'm always looking on the waiver wire for something to try to help, especially in running back. Mm-hmm. Like I, I tried to get that uh, uh, Carlos Hyde as well, but I was so far down the waiver list, I knew that wasn't going to happen. But I, I just know if we kept it the I, way I it is, I would have to manually adjust it every week. And I'm just going to say, you guys, whoever's commissioner, if I don't do this next year or future years, I don't want anyone to have to do that. That sucks. What, yeah, what I wouldn't agent. want to do it either. <laughs> what about a fab, a free agent budget, where everybody gets 100 bucks and you can bid? I'm in favor of that, <laughs> too. Right, I think we could probably do something like that. But I don't want to make the whole league, a, you know, basically a buy dinosaur. Dad, you know, that's not what he's saying. He, he's talked about salary caps before, but this would be a whole separate, just a free agency acquisition budget. Right. It's really popular right, right. in a bunch of leagues. I, I could, and it's another strategic way of doing it i could almost go with that the problem is if you use up your your budget for waiver wires like in week two uh it's not going to get replenished is it unless you drop players and if you drop players you don't get anything back yeah there's no it's not like a salary cap but you but as Gus mentioned you have to be strategic about how you how you do it so if there's a wide receiver that blows up in week one yeah, you could spend all of your money to pick up that wide receiver, but you'd have to think about it and go, maybe I only spend like 10% of my cap this week. And if I get him, I get him. If not, I'm not going to spend any more than that. But you have a fixed quantity and that's all you get. And you don't get any money back. You don't, none of that stuff happens. Um, so it, I mean, that, that eliminates it altogether as far as being a problem. Uh, but people have to get used to that concept. But it's not really that difficult, honestly. You just say, well, how much do I really want to give up of my, my my free agency spending power this week, right? I actually um, like that system a lot because it, it it makes your you makes you have to draft better too, mm-hmm. as a side effect. And you, I think you can still bid zero dollars on players too. So even if you spend all your budget and you're just like streaming a defense, you can still potentially pick pick up a good defense for zero. I think you can. I'm not yeah, you could. Uh, they they wouldn't limit you from being able to like change out your kicker if you had a bye week kicker. You know. So. Okay. Well, uh, so I like that idea too. Actually, I prefer that. I think, I, that, I, I think that's probably a, I think it's probably a doable thing. Okay. But, you well, know, again, everybody have to get used to the fact that you know you, you have a certain amount of waiver wire budget, and if you use it up, well, you know you won't be able to beat anybody. You'll still be able to, you know, uh, try to get somebody. Does the uh, you know ESPN I mean? website support that? So oh, yeah. we don't have to have somebody tracking it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so that could be for next year. Obviously, last week we talked about trades and, uh, you know, stuff we could fix. Jeff, I never saw anything from you as far as a proposal. I, I thought maybe you'd help with that. But if you don't have time, um, 
Well, I got nothing but time right now. But what? What's the? Uh, what for? What? What are you talking about for the Kingmaker I, trade elimination? Right. I think I think we had some ideas where you know the first and second round players you draft, you you can't trade for draft picks. Um, and and I know we talked about some other ideas too. So yeah. I, I can try and get that back to you. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, yeah, if you've got something, a framework in place, you can send it over and I'll, I'll also throw some other options out there. Um, so options. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, anybody else have anything they want to discuss before uh, maybe I share the power rankings for this week? I have, I have a question for Jeff on the uh, Dynasty League. Yeah, what's up? Um, if you have, if you have, um, cap space left at the end of the year. Does that roll into next year? In other words, our cap space is 525, 50 bucks, whatever it is. And if I have $80 left over, do, do I now have $600 in cap space the following year? Uh, no, that doesn't carry over, but remember it's the cap does. It's lose. Um, kind of, but remember because all the salaries go up by a, a percentage representing inflation of the value of the players, that that cap space that you might have that balance at the end of the year might be useful to ensure that you don't have to cut any big name players next year. So if you walk in with a hundred bucks and next year, all the salaries go up, you might end up with $75 left in cap space. But the good thing is that you don't have to cut anybody either. So you're, you got 75 bucks to play with in terms of rookie salaries, as well as auctions for free agents. So, so you're saying that you're saying it does carry over. In a manner of speaking, the salary cap goes up every year by $25. Um, and if you're under the salary cap, then it kind of you just have to stay under the new salary cap. So if it's $550 this year, next year it'll be $575. But the salaries of all your players will go up by that um, inflation percentage. So it kind of carries over, but not really. It's not like you're going to get an extra 80 bucks next year. You're just going to have... $80 and then that will be reduced by the salaries that go up, but you'll also get $25 more because the cap goes up 25 bucks. Okay. In the NFL, their cap space doesn't carry over, right? Correct. They're, they're limited. They're limited to how much money they can spend every year. It's a hard cap, just like the, okay. the dynasty okay, league. It's so a hard cap. If they're, if they're under the salary cap, the owner gets to put that money in his pocket, I guess. Right. Basically. In the NFL, yeah, basically. But the, in the NFL, I have they 80 also, bucks. Hell no. It, it, I get like 80 bucks back. It's only 50 bucks to play, so the answer is no. You don't get you don't make money. <laughs> this isn't a money-making opportunity unless you win, Dad. Okay. <laughs> unlike well, that's the NFL. The question. On that, yeah. that league, that's uh, highly un, unlikely for me. In the I'm NFL, really you don't have to win to make money. Ask the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, you got a point. True. Uh, Dad, you'd mentioned you didn't know whether you're going to stay in that league next year. I really hope you do stay because I, I think you're in a down slump right here, but there's, there's oh, just. No, it's, it's not that I, I'm not, I'm not really paying a whole lot of attention to it. Obviously I didn't pay much attention to it when we did our draft because I misunderstood the whole concept. And uh, I, I, I hear this got to have a full roster for this and you don't, and you do, and you don't. And I had a full roster and I couldn't draft anybody else because I had a full roster and I got, well, basically I screwed myself because I didn't drop a whole bunch of fucking people going in because, Oh, you got to have a full roster. I, I, I got confused and I didn't, I, I wasn't crazy about that. I, I, I got knocked out of the free agency draft basically is what happened. 
Well, we've got we've got some proposals to make it a little bit more flexible next year, including increasing um, but, but, the size of the bench, but but not increasing the the minimum number of players. So you've got more leeway. But but, but I want to say it, that's not that's not the primary reason. The primary reason is that I'm not really I'm not really paying that much attention to it. I'll set my lineup if I got somebody that's out. I'll try to replace them. You know, I'm not even looking to pick up anybody week to week. I just, I don't have the interest in it that I do in this league. This league, is, okay. this is the fantasy league, this one. That's fair. That's fair. If it's, if it's not something you really, if it's more of a hassle than it is like fun, I don't blame you. I mean, I, it sucks because I, I think um, that, that league doesn't have, the, that league I think has a more, for me, a more enjoyable um, roster construction and strategy feature to it that I really love, but it doesn't have the personality and character and culture of this league, which I love as well. Um, we don't have a, 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 a quilt with all of our logos on it. We don't have a trophy. We don't have a ring ceremony. We don't even have that much activity on the Facebook site that makes this league so great. Um, but the other league does have the, uh, more strategic analysis of what you're doing today as well as next year and the year after that and there's a lot more it, it is like running your own football team because you have to think I, about I get, things like but again i get all that again, again i get i know where you're coming from because it doesn't have that same level of personal you know touch or feel well, I, or the culture is totally different is what i'm getting at. yeah it's only it's only been around for three years so you know i mean yeah, Alamo took time to develop too, Dad. Like it wasn't until the fourth or fifth year, I guess, that we started to see the introduction of the ring. You know, I the just, championship well, okay, that, ring. that was good. That was good. But I know even when we started this league, when we started it, we were going through the newspapers and putting the stats in ourselves. Remember? Yeah, that sucked. And, I mean, and I enjoy. No, I enjoyed that. You know, I, it, it was like this is cool. I'm we're going to look up every fucking buddy. You know? Yeah. And really, you got a good feel for what people were doing that way, too. Now it's just the computer does it for you, and you hope you catch the right guy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hi, baby. Ice cream. <laughs> All right, I'm muting Dad since he's talking to... Uh, to uh, Marie. Yeah, Marie. Uh, all right, I'm going to share my screen so we can... Uh... Sorry. Oh, no problem. So I can uh, show you guys the uh, power rankings for the week. <clears throat> um, yeah, Gumby still crushing it. Uh, I think your roster even went up this week from three to two. So everything. My roster got butched these last couple of weeks with some trades. <sighs> yeah, that Clyde Edwards Hilaire thing. It's uh, it looked good before Le'Veon Bell I showed know. up, right? I mean, you did well. I, I don't know how much he's going to impact that, but CH is still definitely worth at least a, uh, a a flex. He's still a flex player to me. Because I don't think they're just going to say, oh, well, you know, we got Bell now. We don't have to run. We don't have to run CEH anymore. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, what I noticed when I finally put in all these numbers, everyone's kind of um, – there's no wild swings anymore. No one is jumping up a lot of spots. No one's falling a lot of spots. Um, it's like two at the max going up or down. So um, this is the thing. Can I can I say something? Sure. 
Okay, this is the thing that confuses me. When we talk about waiver wire, right? I understand Balzilla, uh, uh, Hook'em. Um, let's see, who's the other division leader here? You and Balzilla, sure, Whip, me, me and Hook, me and Hook'em. Yep. But I am seventh on the power rankings, which to me indicates that I should, on the waiver wire, I should be ahead of all these fuckers up ahead of me. But I, I, okay, we already talked about that. That's fine. Yeah, I, I mean, Dad, this is just, it compiles a bunch of different metrics to kind of give a power ranking. You know, just like yeah, in know, the NFL, big... if the Bears would have won this past week and they were six and one, I don't think anyone was going to put them as the second or third best team in the NFL. Obviously, they lost, so they're down where they are right now, but it's the same exact yeah, thing. I, That's all this power ranking is. So. I, I get that. I get that. You know, yeah. I'm five and two, about to go five and three, by the way. I'll just preview it right now. But anyway. Dang, is it that bad? I'm playing fucking Ballzilla. <laughs> I bet Ballzilla's actually favored this week, finally. Yeah, it's different. I'm not used to that. He is. He is. Uh, well, let, let's see. Let's find the uh, games real quick. Sorry, I didn't have it up right away. <clears throat> Well, no, it's okay. We could talk, go back to the player standing thing. If you didn't finish that, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Well, like I said, there's there's not much changes uh, anymore. So everyone's kind of falling into place where it looks like it's just going to be for the rest of the year. You'd either have to go on a major winning streak or a major losing streak to fall a lot. So, um, all right. Week eight, first set of games. Uh, Dynasty versus Savages, which... I have been checking. I realize that David hasn't really updated his roster yeah, baby. yet. And uh, Terry McLaurin, I saw he didn't take out. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, like currently um, I'm, I'm going to be competing with him, hanging on. I'm really pissed off that Mahomes, he's still player ranked third. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's just he hasn't done anything. If I would have just kept Tannehill this whole time, I would have beat Gumby. I might have competed last week with um, uh, whoever the hell I played. I can't remember now. But, um, yeah. That's it, fantasy football. I know. <laughs> yeah, you lost the Scabs bolt last week, Gus. Yeah, and I don't know if y'all saw. He he left in an injured player or someone that was on bye. Oh. <laughs> it was terrible. Oh. And the only saving grace from last week was the Steelers one. I, I did, it didn't well, matter. I was just so happy that happened. Isn't this the last week that Mike Davis is really a starter? He, yeah, and he might not even be uh, come Thursday because McCaffrey. Um, He's practicing. Yep. What's the, what's the bench look like for these teams, Gus? Um, he has a decent bench, pretty better than <clears throat> decent. And mine is, besides quarterbacks, nothing. So. Why do you have so many quarterbacks? You know, when I heard the news about Tua going to be starter, I just was like, I got to grab him because someone's going to. And I'm curious how well that's going to be. Uh, that's I don't plan keeper. on starting him, but yeah, maybe a keeper next year. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Hey, he's um, got, uh, Thiel, he's got Thielen to replace uh, McLaren. Right, yep. Would be the best best replacement. So that's yeah. a pretty good swing there. And Devontae Freeman, he could take him out with nine points projected. For so the problem with his team is his his first round pick, Ezekiel Elliott, is running behind an offensive line that I think the five of us on this call could easily be better than. 
<laughs> I don't well, know if you guys watched that be. game because it's, I know it's the local market for some of you guys. So I had to stream it, but uh, I saw three or four plays where, where Dalton was getting just hammered and two offensive linemen were looking around blocking nobody. Like, like they weren't even looking in the right direction. They're looking over here and the rush is coming from over here completely unblocked. Right. It was horrifically bad. And I think I could at least gotten in the way of somebody, you know? Uh, Yeah. That, that Dallas team, they only put up three points this past week. Yep. What's their quarterback situation? Um, I don't know who's starting. I can't pronounce it. I don't know the third stringer's name. He played the other day when Dalton oh, the, the Nooch. It's yeah. Nooch, man. The Nooch is coming in. <laughs> Danucci? The Nooch. I remember thinking, like, it sounds like a pasta oh. or something. So Ezekiel Elliott is going to be behind a terrible offensive line facing eight men in the box every single down. Yeah, that's true. Every down. Still, I mean – I don't. What did he, he got? Six points week? last week. Re- Ezekiel wow, I got it? six points. Holy Look at that. Six point one. Yeah, and twelve carries Washington's two weeks back. in a row. That's against Washington. That's that's not against like a really good team. Well, I mean, well, Washington's defense played pretty well. Right. I thought they were. I thought they'd be weak too, but uh, I guess they uh, they played pretty well. They had, I mean, well, you definitely is you not, definitely see the trend. You know, when when Dak gets hurt. And then two weeks in a row of like sub sub par performance. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's time to get very nervous about Zeke being a, a potential starter moving forward. And yep. that's that sucks. But I mean, honestly, I mean, it, if should you start him? I, I don't. <laughs> I, I mean, if you got he's got Damian Harris, who's playing Buffalo, that's a tough matchup, too. Um, Daryl Henderson against Miami, that's a pretty good matchup. Couldn't you slap Daryl Henderson up there for Zeke? I mean, they're projecting him for 17.5, but just like you said, Gummy, how's he going to get almost 18 points? I have no idea. At Philly? (laughs) Really? How is he going to get there? I don't know. That's a crazy prediction. It's like they don't even take anything else into account other than Ezekiel Elliott's a good running back. He is a good running back, but I mean – you know, Barry Sanders was a good running back, too, and had a lot of games of 20 yards. I think it lends a lot of credence to the importance of a quarterback. I, we all know that. We all know that. But And Dalton, Dalton really isn't a bad guy. I mean, I thought the Cowboys did a good job by grabbing him. But the offensive line is always the basis of an offense, right? Yep. If your offensive line sucks, your team sucks. Well, yeah, not just the offense sucks. The whole team sucks because you can't well, sustain yeah, a drive yeah, but, and give your defense a chance to get some, you know, oxygen on the sideline because you're going three and out all the time because your O-line sucks. It messes um, up everything. Yeah. If you don't have an offensive line, your team is awful. And there's – it's the it's, – your whole team should be built around that. If yeah, I was an NFL – if I, I was an I, NFL exec, I swear I would take a, an offensive lineman in the first or second round of every single draft, period. Yeah. And I think you would not be criticized for that. Because <clears throat> if you've got a good offense in the, in the first place, um, you have to do something to protect that quarterback and open up holes for the running back. And, mm-hmm. and a good offensive line does all that. And if your offensive line doesn't do that, you're fucked. Yep. And Dallas is fucked. Completely. I even dropped Dallas's kicker this week because three points is not good. 
you know, I'm, and I'm targeting Dallas with my when I stream defenses. Dallas yep. is now one of the teams I stream against. Yep, you yeah, absolutely should. Yeah. So I don't think Zeke That's is a good, good play. I, I don't. I mean, he had a good team, but injuries to the off, Cowboys offense, and uh, he's got Devonta Freeman starting. Is that his original? Who did he originally start there? I don't know, but he's questionable. Well, I think he left his lineup in from last week. Devontae Freeman, it was probably no, I mean, a decent like, option. Uh, so Freeman was, I guess he may have drafted him at some point or got him really early, but who did he originally draft uh, he, he, to be his RB2? He picked him up because he was he was IR. He picked him up a few weeks ago. Yeah. His second running back might have been this DeAndre Swift. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Yeah, see, that's, that's okay. Zeke yeah. and DeAndre Swift doesn't sound too bad in week one. Yeah, that's true. I've heard enough. Gus, you're going to win. Yep, I agree. Wow. I'm going back to picking the other team. It worked the, the last couple times that I've won, so I'll, I'll pick Savages here. Um, oh, hey, did we go over who, who did picks well last time? Did oh, we actually, yeah, that? I have that. Um, yeah, we were all basically really average. Uh, a bunch of four and fours. Dad, you were the only one that was five and three. That was the best. There you go. So, yeah. Um, I The dynasty pick, everyone picked me last week, and I lost a bolt, scabs bolt. So that, that was bad. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, everyone picked Hookham last week, and he lost. Uh, I forgot. I think it was Jess. Yeah, got, um, I Jess. picked Snups, though, didn't I? I think you did, yeah. I think that was that, that, that was, was the, the difference maker. Everyone else picked Touch Me Down. So. So who are you picking this week in this game, Deb? Um, man, your running backs are not all that strong, dude. I'm hoping is, Dobbins uh, is starting because Ingram's hurt. Yeah, he's and been even if Ingram does weeks. play, I might have to just stick with Dobbins anyway. Uh, uh, it's not pretty. I don't, know who you, I don't know who else you got for running back. I could maybe throw in Madison again, and maybe he'll get a touchdown. You know, is Cook back this week? I think so. Yeah. I'm just saying maybe he'll get a goal line carry because Cook ran 80 yards to get there, and he got tackled at the one yard line. <laughs> so. That's tough. That's a tough situation to be in. Yeah. So. Yes, I don't want to go against you, but I. Uh, well, you do have Patrick Mahomes. He's got Mahomes right, against go the with- Jets. Yeah, I'll I'll go I'll go with Dynasty. Okay. All right. Everybody picks Dynasty except for the Dynasty owner. All right, next team. It's worked for me in the past. Um, all right, so touch me down. Uh, two and five versus six and one whip. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I mean, I think we looked at this earlier. Yeah, he has the number one roster, and it's hard to argue against it, especially with him now picking up Carlos Hyde. As a backup, backup, backup running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got so many weapons on his team. Um, I, I, I don't even know if I, I'd want to take the time. I, I just think Whip's going to kick his ass. I feel bad for touch me down, but. Uh, is he really going to start Cam Newton after that last week's performance? Oh, he, has Nick, he has Nick Foles in. Who does? No, 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 oh, no. Well, You're talking about well, uh, Heath, right, Gumby? Yeah. Is Heath really going to start Newton? He His backup is Kyle Allen, who's on by this week. Wow. So. Gotta, you got to believe, though, that Cam Newton's not going to have 
two weeks in a row scoring negative points. Like he's got to come back up to his average, right? Um. Well, we know Dalton's probably not playing, so there's some other Daniel options Jones. out there. Jones is probably the best bet there. Would you start Daniel Jones over Cam Newton though? Against Cam Tampa Newton Bay. Is... Against yeah, Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay's not a good matchup either. I mean, don't you kind of? Uh, I don't know. I I don't think Cam Newton's gonna like completely so, devastate his team two weeks in a row. Here's here's the thing with Newton though. Newton is not Buffalo. Newton's not a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady where he lines up, looks at the defense, and says, "Yep, that guy's gonna be open. Hut, yeah. open, throw it." He's the guy that. Lines up, snaps the ball, and says, okay, where am I going to go? Mm, okay, cool. He's too old for that shit anymore. But he doesn't He doesn't have to be a, a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady to, to get to 27 points in his projection. He just, he just needs to be okay. 26 is still like 10 points under, or, or 28 is still like nine points under the average for a quarterback. So all he's got to do is just be a little below average, and, you know, he's going to get his points. I still think Cam Newton will kill him. What what, what may kill him is the fact that he's overmatched at virtually every other position. Yeah. Big time. He's starting Nick Foles, guys. I I, I understand they're playing New Orleans, so he's going to have to throw the ball a lot. That's because Kyler Murray's on by. Yeah, I know. Nick Foles. Yeah. I don't even think it matters it's Nick Foles. Just look at the rest of his roster. It's – if Michael Thomas is coming back this week and there's no drama there with that team, I mean, he's putting him in as a flex. This is crazy. <laughs> this is the whole king-making yeah. thing all over again, but yeah, his team yeah. is that stacked. And touch me down, it's awesome they have a 135 projection, but I just don't I don't see how yeah, – 135 is not going to get it done against Whip. Yeah. I'm going Whip. Yep, same. Dad, who are you picking? Uh, I, I have a hard time seeing the screen, so I gotta creep up here. Who did you say, Jeff? I'm taking the upset, folks. I'm taking touch me down. Interesting. Um, I really hope that happens. That would be great for me. <laughs> it would, right? I'm Elon taking the upset. Room. I, I think um, – so Whip's got some question marks as far as injury stats. I don't know what's going on with Aaron Jones. I don't know if he practiced today, et cetera, et cetera. Michael Thomas, I'm really shaky on him, and I feel bad for Mike because he traded for him from me, um, and now they're talking about trading Mark, Michael Thomas from the Saints, or at least there's a rumor out there. Um, that's That doesn't sound good. Uh, but even though he could lose those guys, he's got fellas that can fill in for him. Like, he could easily put in um, – Jamal, Jamal Williams and still probably be okay. He can put Latavius Murray in at the flex and still be able to, I think, beat touch me down. So I've got, I'm going to take whip. I also have a message from Michael. Michael is superstitious. Um, and he, he wants to be a part of these, these podcasts, but he's worried that that might screw up his karma. Um, <laughs> So he's not, he's, he's not going to participate even though he wants to, but he does have a message. And I don't remember if he said this to me or if I just made up the words in my head, but he says, I'm going to crush touch me down. You can put it in three inch headlines. I'm going to stop his ass into 2021. So. Wow. All right, Michael. Ceremonially taking himself. Michael signs in. All right. 
That, uh, that's a bold statement that will more than likely come true this week. <laughs> I can't believe this. The uh, spread is as close as it is on this. So 16 points is a pretty big spread, though. Well, it's a down that's week for Whip. Look at his bench and look at, look at yeah. all those cues and look at his – he's got his quarterback on by. It's a down mm-hmm. week for him, and he still has that big of a spread. He'll probably average every week him. close to 160 going forward. Yep. You've got to get him. This is the week. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's true. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now we're ooh yeah, Gumby and uh, Dad. So yeah. division leaders going at it. This is awesome. But the projection is way favoring uh, Gumby. So who wants to go first? <laughs> I'll, I'll go first. I, I think there's a path for for you to win, Dad. Um, that path relies upon the Buccaneers putting up about thirty points on their own against the Giants, and I'm not saying it can't happen. The Giants suck. So, yeah, you know, if, you, if you get 30 points out of the Buccaneers defense, which is that's not that's not necessarily doable, but if you can, and then you know Richard Rodgers gets a, a touchdown to boost his numbers, and then Ben has a big game against Baltimore. It's a divisional matchup. You never know what'll happen. Um, and then maybe Adrian Peterson farts and falls into the end zone a couple times. You can win <laughs> this game, but. I'm still picking Ballzilla uh, because it's, that's a lot to ask for, but it's not unre- it's it's not out of the realm of, po- of possibility. I think. Well, I uh, if it's on me, I'll talk about my team a little bit. I think uh, um, I, I fully expected Ben to be at least a top ten quarterback this year. I did. He's been playing consistent. Last week's three picks were really not his fault, but they were there. Um, I, I have no running backs, right? I have my running back situation is bad. I got Le'Veon Bell, who who might, might, mind you, since this is a revenge matchup, um, he might blow up, might. But Hilaire's probably going to get most of the carries unless they want to rest his ass. If, if Bell gets moving... They might keep him in for longer than we might expect. <clears throat> I like the move I made on wide receivers um, uh, against, you know, I'll, I'll take my wide receivers. I know uh, Diggs is good. You know, he, he could get some, some shit in here. Um, tight ends. <laughs> George Kittle. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dad, if you didn't make that trade, this would be a much different game. I, I don't know. I'd have I'd have Gronk in there. I'd have Gronk in there. That's yeah, not a huge letdown. Yeah, yeah. And Rogers played pretty well. And I, I I'm not I'm debating I'm debating whether to put Trey Burton in too because he's been playing pretty well for uh, the Colts. I haven't made that decision yet, but I figure that unless something changes in Philadelphia, Rogers is going to be the number one tight end. So I, I'm probably going to leave him in. I can't take the chance of Ellie Maury Cox or whatever the fuck his name is shows up in, uh, in the Colts. Yeah. Um, the, the stats show that I'm going to get my ass whipped on this. I think I probably will. But you know what? If I can take an upset of whip, I'll take an upset of the guzzlers. Uh, of the, of the, look at me. Freudian slip there. I'm going to take the guzzlers, baby, in an upset. Just, you know, hey, my team, I got to do it. <laughs> Hey, 53 points out of Tyler Lockett, Dad. Yeah, just one more of those yeah, games. You like that? You like that? I liked it you in like the Houston League for sure. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm just taking Ballzilla here. He's undefeated. Yeah, I know. I know. That's I know. It, that's the logical thing to do. Yeah. I'm going to take me. I think there's a good chance that both Ceh and Bell go over 100 yards against the Jets. <laughs> They're terrible. Yeah, yeah they so might be leaning, leaning on a third or fourth running back in that game and for the Chiefs. The only thing that's really got me worried is is uh, the defense going to go up against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's offense is just on fire. So Ravens are good for a couple turnovers this week for sure. You think? I, I mean, think so. I those, think this is going to be a bloody, that... just like your typical Raven Steelers game, like in the early 2010s. They're going to be up fun on to each watch. Other. I hope oh, that yeah. airs here. That was really Speaking fun which, to watch. Do you guys see the games that they're putting on national TV this week? I know it's been talked about on radio and all that shit, but oh. you, know, you got like this game. This game is not, you know, a Sunday night game. They got what the Cowboys and Giants and Philadelphia and, you know, whatever. I mean, some shitty fucking games. Ridiculous. That's weird. Yeah. You think they flex this to like the primetime, like Sunday night matchup or something? I don't know when flex comes into play, but if there's going to be one, wouldn't you want it to be Raven Steelers with, you know, a, what is it, six and zero versus or five and two or five and one? Five and one. Five not and only one. that, yeah, that's that's the game of the week. They're wouldn't not selling a lot of that? tickets. They're not selling a lot of tickets. They should be able to flex almost anything this season. Yeah, I know, right? That doesn't. Yeah, I mean, the weird. most tickets they have is like five thousand in the stand, right? So it's really easy to issue refunds or whatever you got to do. So sure. why are we not flexing to actual good matchups this year? I mean, I get it. During it's harder to flex during a regular year when you got you know ninety thousand tickets you might have to refund or whatever. That's a little harder, but why not do it this year? Well, maybe maybe that's there's another cost associated. Like the NFL has to pay some amount of money to flex a game to, to like the networks or something, maybe. and because so many people are at home, that you know that doesn't make financial sense to do it because everybody's going to watch the game on Sunday night regardless of who's playing. So I don't know. There could be other factors there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I hope they flex it. I know they've done it this season already. They've moved some games out, but that's more coronavirus. Can you, go, right? um, can you go back to my game for a second? Uh, okay. I thought we we finished it. We did, but I, I wanted I wanted to add a little something to this. Okay, I think that um, I think that if Ben if Ben could put out output the same amount of points as Aaron Rodgers in this game, then despite the fact that my running back suck, I have a chance to win this game. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Ben, uh, Aaron Rodgers could explode or he could have another 20 point game. Well, here's a fun if, thing. If, I'm, I'm if, playing if, the defense against your offense. I'm sorry. You'd play what? I'm playing the defense against your offense. Look at that. Yep. And my kicker against your, your guys. So small. I can't, Okay, He's saying he the has Ravens? the Ravens defense and Justin Tucker. <laughs> yeah. I got okay, the Ravens good. defense versus your Pittsburgh offense. That's good because if, if the Steelers score 40 points, you're going to lose some points, aren't you? Absolutely. So the Steelers kick fucking Ravens ass. Okay. Ben goes off <laughs> four touchdowns, 350 yards. They sack. Oh, well, he's not your quarterback, so it doesn't matter. If Aaron Rodgers gets 20 points and Ben gets 40, I win. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say 
I'm in this game, people. I ain't giving up here. All right. I ain't giving up. I I never say never. That that's probably yeah. your best path to victory, actually. Now you can just look at it this objectively. That's the best path. Oh yeah. Uh all right. So next game up was Scabs and Ramones. And the first thing that I see is Scabs is starting a backup quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. Oh no. I know. And Deshaun Watson's on bye. I get it, but <laughs> Uh, why didn't i have scabs this week (laughs) yeah why didn't you you lost to his ass i did he that's what it was he had austin hooper in who was declared out like a couple days before and he still beat me and he still has him in (laughs) ramones ramones yeah he doesn't even have to set a full lineup and he's gonna win so yeah. Once, once, once Sholey gets around to it, it's going to be a blowout. Yeah. yeah start Taysom Hill. Is he going to start Taysom Hill, who's listed as a tight end? Oh, that's question. funny. That'd be ballsy. Taysom Hill is, has never taken a snap as a tight end in the NFL. <laughs> he should do it just for the lulls, you know? But he's listed as a tight end. Yeah, I know. It's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> God. I actually thought he'd be an interesting play this year, and seven points is your best. Ugh, that that's. I'm glad I I didn't jump on that. Yeah, you know, Shoal. I, I mean, he uh, he's three and four, chance to win this game. He's still in the playoff hunt. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, if he knocks Scabs Bolt down one more game, that's good for you, Dad. And that's good for Jess. Now, he's in. Well, I'm not sure about me? that. I don't think so because Jess, I think, has the better record right now. And then it's Gumby and Whip and you and Jess. Oh, I thought I saw him as a participant in that, uh, you know, uh, final projections. By and the way, you can't on the take final any stock in that. So. Okay, all right, that's fine. So there are four division winners and four wild cards. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Eight total spots okay. get in. So, uh, so were we all Ramones on this one? Yes. All right. Uh, next game up is Bubba Gump versus Pups, which in years past uh, was always a good matchup. <laughs> and oh, this year, you're only eighty-eight point seven points. He forgot his I defense. Haven't the defense yet, so that's only gonna get you to a hundred, baby. <laughs> Not even. Anthony McFarlane and Benny Snell. So, hey, Jeff, I just dropped the Chargers D. They're available. You should go get them like now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, God, God, Jeff, I guess you really need Miles Sanders back if you want to have any kind of chance to compete, huh? Yeah, if I get Miles Sanders back, the complexion of this game changes entirely. Yeah. Can we cut the bullshit? The bullshit (laughs) is, is over. He surrendered his lineup a couple weeks ago. He has no interest in winning another game. <laughs> Bubba Gump kicks his ass. Game over. Done. Let's go to the next one. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I'm going to pick Bubba Remind Gump. Remind me again how many draft picks she had and how many he had. So we don't need to get. <laughs> we don't need to keep rehashing old stuff. We know it happens. Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> Had you hung on for another week after I kicked your ass, if you had hung on, you'd be in the running here getting at least a wild card. You didn't listen to me, but you went and said, fuck it, I quit. I'm done. 
Well, all right. So there, that's a good point. So what's the, what's the point of getting a wild card though, when Christian McCaffrey is on a bye week in week 13? Yeah, that's part of the reason why I just like, man, I can't even, I have to get a first round buy or I don't even know if we have buys at this point. I need to have a team that can get past week 13. I didn't have it. It just wasn't there. Wait, are they really? Week 13? Wow. Holy crap. That's not good for Stout or whoever has, I mean, even Jess at this point, she's relying on Robbie Anderson every week. Damn. Is yeah. this normal? I, I thought mean, they always closed their buys before week yeah, And Brid- Bridgewater's her quarterback, too. At that. Yeah. Well, she also I has Tannehill. She might go back and forth between the two of them. That's uh, that's a really late bye week. Yeah, yeah it is really late. I'm, I'm picking just to win. I, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I said, yeah. I need to not. My point. My I point, need to exactly. not screw around and win a game anywhere. That's the thing. I know. I'm going to start my lineup, but I, I need to not, you know. Lonnie's going after that first-round pick. But, you know, was he the one that said he's not going to be here next year? You can't give up if you got the over one, overall number one pick. Jeff, you? this is how good your team could have been, 182. I mean, you were – I mean, just looking at the chart, you were definitely up above the 150 mark average with your type of squad. So. Yeah, but those early early season losses and then the unexpected losses just it, I kept doing the math on it, going, "There's no way." I mean, even if, so, when I make the playoffs, I don't want to make the playoffs. So I want a championship. What's the point? Yeah, no, that's well, a good point. With the lineup that you had, the possibilities were there. Not in week thirteen. Yeah, but you would have had somebody else filling in for McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, it's it's possible, but I, I just wasn't gonna. I don't know. Jeff would have been at best the third wild card. You gave up too early. Just admit it. Just admit it. You gave up too early. You said, fuck it, season's over. I'm getting rid of players because I want draft picks for next year. And you did did it last year. And what happened? They don't know this year. We'll see what happens next year. If you were were my little kid, I'd spank your ass for all that. (laughs) Uh, Dad, who are you picking? Oh, oh, Bubba Gump, I said that. Okay. The GMF, Jess. Yeah, you too, Gumby? Yeah. Hey, wait, am I not running in, in the running for this GMF shit? I don't see anybody could be better than Jess at GMF. She had no draft picks, and it's four and three. Did, did I have a lot of draft picks? Yeah, Dad has the same case, Gumby. That's the thing. Like, he's actually leading the division one game ahead. He came out of the first three weeks leading that division. Yeah, he had well, a first-round pick, I'm still fucking playing. I had a first-round pick, but I traded away Michael Thomas for it. Well, I was smart and got a first-round pick back. As it turns out, Michael Thomas is kind the of The trade useless. looks much better now, but eh, I don't know. Could have been worse. Yeah, well, you know, what could I do? Dad, I would give you credit. You, If you run the gamut, you know, you finish as the, you know, the division leader, you get the number two seed. Or if Gumby stumbles and you somehow get number one. Yeah, for sure. You would definitely be in the running. I'm not going to get number one, but after this week, if I beat Ballzilla, do I get some love? Of course. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it, it, it vaults you up there, like, right next to Gumby, if not past him, for GMF, for sure. You beat me. If you beat me, Dan, you'll have my vote for GMF. <laughs> if I beat you, I'll have a tiebreaker over your ass, too. Uh, not that that matters much. Actually, that playoffs. would matter in your conference. You just need one more game ahead of him, or you need to tie him. So, um. All right, M-Team versus Smuffs. Uh, 
the worst teams in both of these divisions going at it. And, uh, and yet, Monty, honestly, with his team being one and six, he has a good one and six team. This is a good, bad team. Can you increase uh, the size of that a little bit? Can did... you spread it out? I can't hardly read it. I don't have glasses on. Let's see. <clears throat> How's that? Let me find, let me find glasses. How did, how did Monty get to one and six? Because that's not a terrible lineup. So, uh, obviously, it's it's – he, I think he uh, he has some of the worst uh, points against in the league. I remember looking at this. Yeah, that this was morning. that was early. That was early in the year. He, okay, Ramones PA, is the worst, but then M Team is next, one thousand forty six. So it's just you know the competition he's gone up against, and um, he's also the the third lowest scoring team in the league too. So that's a bad combination. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he has a good-looking team on paper. They just haven't uh, produced, it seems like. Mm. And the times they have produced, they haven't produced all together at the same time. There's the trick, isn't it? That's the trick, yep. Yeah, Monty started off strong, it looked like, and it's just kind of leveled off a little bit. But see, oh, God, I'm looking at this total points. This is 109, so he's just been barely over that. That's not good. <clears throat> Um, but anyway, so Jason has to update his kicker. He might be updating one of his running backs this week. Um, he could throw in T.Y. Hilton again, I guess. Actually, I don't know if he would change his running backs. Well, I went on out on the live last week for Smuffs. I survived. Um, I'm not going to do it this week. <laughs> I think Monty wins this one. So do I. I think Jason but, actually but, wants but. Monty to win. I think he's gunning but, for the number yeah. one seed. Yeah, yeah. That's the other question here. Monty certainly is in – right now he has a number one pick, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, right now he has the overall number one. Is he going to uh, – is he going to blow the game and make sure he stays in the position? Suck for luck. Huh? Huh? Fellas, what do you think? Could be, yeah. I mean, I'm picking Monty, too. It, it's not that big of a lead projected-wise, but – and I know he has a kicker to throw in. It'll look closer, but I don't know. I still look at Josh Jacobs as he's a top running back, and Stafford's going to maybe throw 5,000 yards again in a season. And DJ Moore was a good, like, wide receiver pick. He's 13th overall. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think he's got the team to do it, and Jason just – I don't know. I, I think he wants to uh, – well, I say that, and then I see he got that Travis Fulgham guy who was a big pickup this week. Ah, fuck, I don't know. I'm still going to pick Monty. <clears throat> well, this is, this is my five-star matchup. Too, this is my five-star matchup of the week uh, because this is some of the dregs of the league facing each other, and uh, whoever screws around and wins this game is further away from getting a top three pick. Because if you look at the standings, there's a lot of bad teams sitting at two and five, right? Or three or one and five or one and six and two and five. Yep. So this is a big game, a huge game. Maybe not for this year, but for next year. Um, I personally need the Smuffs to win so I can, so I don't have to worry about tiebreakers with him since I screwed around <laughs> and beat him earlier this year. So I'm picking the Smuffs to win the game. Uh, and for Monty to win a couple games down the stretch to get out of that number one overall pick. 
Five-star yeah. matchup. Makes sense. What about you, Gumby? Hang on, I had, a, I had to deal with the work thing real quick. I was not paying attention. Oh, M-Team. M-Team. <clears throat> I thought we'd moved on. <laughs> uh, all right, so next is the Shamers and Napalm Jockstrap, another kind of bottom-of-the-barrel matchup. Um, oh. Rick hasn't – I mean, this is kind of weird. He has Jimmy Garoppolo in and Lamar Jackson, but the projection for Jackson is lower, which I get it. He's playing Pitt for the Steelers. Um, he has a running back he could put in, but there's really not any good options for him. Hey, Gus. Yo. Um, as a Steeler fan, uh, anytime you say he's playing Pitt, um, lowers your value as a Steeler fan. They're not oh, right. Pitt. Yeah. They're the Steelers. Yeah. I, I, I just like to read with my eyes on the, the, the screen, what it says. So that's why so, I say Pitt. So I'm, that's... I'm reaching into your heart. I'm reaching into your heart and I'm trying to see where you're at. It's the Steelers. He's that a Houston fan. Side. Don't you know that? Haven't you figured that yeah, out? Yeah, dad, it's true. Fan. I've got season tickets for the Texans. You know, once they actually start getting good again, I'm, I'm probably jumping ship. Are you a Steeler <laughs> fan or not? Are you a Steeler fan or not? Gus, uh, I'll, I'll allow it. Careful. <laughs> yeah, Dad, I, I didn't realize you were a gatekeeper when it came to Steeler fandom. Hey, hey Dan, that, that sounds a lot like a parenting fail on your part. <laughs> He's a Houston fan. Oh, now. that's called a marriage. That's called a marriage compromise. <laughs> um, Look, are, I understand. I understand. You know, Houston, you could root for him all you want. That's fine. That's great. Yeah, if it, if it was a better year for him, it'd, it'd be a lot more exciting in this area. But let's stick to the game know. at hand, Dad. I want to know, are you a Steeler fan? Well, you know, it's not Pitt. Dad, if you question my Steeler fandom, I question your, like, football knowledge. Like, what? I have no knowledge. <laughs> I have no football knowledge. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it back. This is my four-star matchup of the week. Because Wait, once you, again... Oh, you had a five. The last one was a five-star yeah, this is my four-star matchup because, again, massive, okay. massive draft pick implications for next year. Um, I'm going to root for Hall of Shamers to lose so that Napalm Jockstrap gets to three and five. Uh, and then there's a couple teams at three and five out there, and I'm still at, uh, you know, two and five and uh, in the running for number one overall. So um, go ahead and give me Napalm to win this game. All right. For no logical reason whatsoever. Uh, I I think Shamers is still going for it, and he does seem like he has a better team. So I'm I'm picking Shamers. Yep, same. I'm pissed he got that Jamichael Hasty guy. That looked like a good pickup this week. Do, yeah, do, yeah, does San Francisco just have like a bottomless pit of running backs? How does that work? <laughs> it's like the fifth running back I've heard of this year on this team. And they all do good. Yeah, they all, they all make points. They all play good. I, I don't know. understand. Just, uh, yeah. You know, you don't have to pay eighty million dollars to a running back to have a running game. That's, That's that true. Kyle Shanahan insider knowledge guru offensive whatever. Yeah, I think I already made my pick in this game. However, Gus, <laughs> I want to apologize. I don't. I, I hope you don't think that I was like 
like pounding on you there with all that pit talk. All right, I was just kind of kidding. Around. No, I didn't think of you were I, pounding I me, Dad. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't trying to be uh, insulting or anything like that. I was just Dad, it's okay. Some shit. I don't want you to think what an asshole. Um, although you know I'm an asshole, but I wasn't trying to pick on you. But my pick on this was uh, Dad. I'm glad we're having family all, therapy all the on this podcast. This is good. <laughs> hey, you know this is real. This is yeah. It's all this good, no Dad. Trust bullshit. me. We're all good. We're all good. I know you're a Steeler fan. You know I'm a Steeler fan. I know Jeff's a Steeler fan. I think Gumby deep down might even be a Steeler fan if they can go undefeated. So, no reaction from Gumby. Yeah. Oh, he's quiet again. How must I was, be on mute. No, he's doing some work stuff. I had to do some. I'm defending your right to have a day off right now. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Protecting our country. I am protecting your freedoms right now. Yeah. That's, what I do. That's what I do every day. Well, thank you for your service. Let, let's not keep Gumby around too long. Who, who are you going to pick, Gumby? <laughs> oh, uh, Dusty. And Dad, who did you say? I, I missed it and all that. I, I said Hall of Shamer. Shamer. I think he has more pride. I think, I think that's evident. I think he wins. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Well, Rick, um, doesn't, Rick doesn't play with pride. Rick plays for gambling. Rick sees fantasy football as gambling. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, all right. And yeah, this is another good matchup. The well, all the division leaders are going up against each other this week. So should How versus so, Hook'em. Point spread so big. What's going on with Hook'em? Well, TJ Dallas is thrown in as a uh he has Chris Carson, but if he's he's for sure not um, going, probably. And he's hoping that Carlos Hyde isn't playing. Um, he's got Hopkins on the bench because of the bye, obviously, and that, that hurts his projections altogether. Um, it's just a bad week to be playing one of the best teams in our league for him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that trade you made with him, uh, Jeff, with Brady and Mike Evans, um, yeah, you, you injected him with life. That team was actually going to start declining pretty fast, I think. Um, because of Dak, but yeah, now now they're just back up at it again. So, yeah, I thought that was a good trade for everybody involved. I thought yeah. it was good yeah. because he didn't he when he went to TB12, he didn't lose anything off of uh, number four going out. That's true. Yeah, Brady's looked good. Yeah, I, I mean, I I kind of need Hook'em to fall a little bit. So, but I'm I'm still two games behind him. It's going to be hard to catch up with only five weeks to go or four weeks. I guess five if you count this week. So uh, I'm going shook. I, I think he does have the better team here. Yep, I'm I would agree shook. with that. <clears throat> Same. I will also go with shook, although Burrow's pretty good. But I'll, I'll go with shook. This He has Herbert, right? Yeah, he has Herbert at Denver, and he is currently starting Burrow. And Herbert's been looking really good. I would go with weeks. Herbert. <clears throat> he probably will. Ebear, yeah. Ebear. Hey, yeah, it Ebear. just might not be enough. He would need like a huge game from him. And I've watched two games. That kid has got it. Yeah, I, I watched two What's other games. What's a better defense, year? Tennessee or Denver? Probably What's a better Tennessee. defense, Tennessee or Tennessee. Denver? Probably Tennessee. I would go with Ebear. Yeah, I would too. He's projected. I don't know if Tennessee has the better accurate. defense. So wait, 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 real quick, Gumby. Last week was Kansas City and Denver. Was that in Denver? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
it was snow up uh, it was snowing and we were like oh look that's the same weather i've got because it's only oh, yeah. like an hour away i couldn't remember if that was uh whichever stadium it was at so yeah, I, I keep thinking if it's in denver it's going to snow again and that's going to screw up your projection of your quarter the uh the stadium is about an hour drive from my house and uh if it snows there it's probably snowing here have you been to a oh, game? That's a good point. No, I was going to go that's to the uh, Cowboys up there, but I couldn't get tickets, and it probably ended up working out well because the Cowboys got their asses kicked like 28 to nothing that week, and it would have been sitting out in the cold because it was like a late November game. I've been out there in the cold watching the Cowboys just get destroyed, and that would, that's no fun. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be fun for sure. Um, yeah, so good. That was a quick one for this week. Uh, I know Ross wasn't here to help out hey before i get you guys off the the call i, I just want to make sure of something before uh before i leave so we talked about standings right so we, in our constitution we don't really define what standings are um are are we treating standings like like take whip whip is the perfect example here he's the second best team by record in the league but because of where he's at he's a wild card so he's like the fifth ranked team what should our standings be for this league? I think it has to be like the NFL, division leaders and then wild cards. I, I think we stay with that. Oh, but yep. dead, dead, I dead. Think, Go ahead, Gumby. I think he should be the number one wild card seed. Well, he is the number one wild card seed. What I'm saying is as far as this waiver order. So the oh, NFL has it two ways. The they, have a, they have a playoff standings. They have an overall standings. So how should we treat waiver order? I think um, I think division winners have the last picks because notwithstanding you know the the other teams out there they're fighting for their own playoff positioning or whatever to win their division so that being at the top of the division means they should be ahead of every other or I'm sorry they should be after every other team in their division for for waiver wire picks so I think. I think that's reasonable to put them at the bottom. Then you have the wild cards, I, then you have everybody else. That's okay. my opinion. I, I have a, a comment. I, I don't, I really don't understand how the waiver wire listening is working on this. Uh, if it's strictly uh, division leaders and then by record, the rest of the teams, I, I could understand that. Um, I think that there's been a couple of weeks where I had like four or five waiver picks out there. And my understanding was if you don't get your first one, they'll look at the second one or the third one. And in, in those instances, instances, I had like, you know, five attempts at getting somebody and I'd get my very last one. And, and you know, I mean, granted, I was like waiver number 13 or 14 or 12 or whatever the hell it was, which again, based on my record seems kind of weird, but but I understand if it's division leaders first. Um, so I, I really don't know the inner workings of how this system goes through the waivers. I really don't. So right. well, I mean, it's it's all based on inverse. I, I have no problem with the way it is. <clears throat> I guess I, I don't have a problem with the way it is. It, it's 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 like a crapshoot, right? Okay. Well, then I'm gonna keep it like that. And the way I'm gonna do it is ESPN does rank it by division leaders should be the last four and then the next best records. But I think when it comes down to like teams that are tied in record, they don't look at the, if you had a head-to-head -head matchup to see who's ranked higher, they go by points four. 
And I'm not sure I want to do it that way. I, I feel like that's not fair when we have the whole, we have our own tiebreakers for how to get in the playoffs. So I'm going to have to look at that every week to adjust the waiver order. I, I, I don't think the commissioner should have to go through all that asshole well, to, to even that shit out. I mean, to me, it's it's like a crapshoot. That's all it is. It, it, you put it, you put a request in. Uh, if you get it, great. If you don't, well, put your second one in. If you get it, great. Okay, put your third one in. And then by that time, there's nobody left that's worth picking up. But, but I, I don't, I, I don't want to put it on the commissioner's back to have to monitor the waiver list and adjust day after day after day. I, I just doesn't for seem right this to me. season, I don't mind doing it. I'll finish it out this way. Just keep it consistent, and I'm, I'm making it clear going forward. That's how I'm doing it. I realize I'm only telling you guys this, but it's the podcast. Anyone can listen to it. And this was. Can I say one more? Th- can I say one more thing? Sure. If you do that, you're open to criticism from somebody that don't like the way it went, right? I, if you're manipulating anything, you're going to be open to criticism from somebody that says, well, how come I didn't get my pick? I was number seven on the waiver line and number nine got the pick. Uh, I would leave it the way it is, let the, let the cards fall where they will, and let's not put you in a position to have to fucking make those adjustments. You don't have the time for it. Nobody has the time for that. So just let it run the way it is. We're, we're getting to a point, though, that waiver wire pickups are very important. Injuries are going to keep happening. Certain players are going to become available. And teams that are very close to, like, being in the hunt, getting certain wins, whatever they can do to improve their roster, they, they need to, to, to get that uh, – I, I don't know if advantage is the right word, but they need to have that opportunity – to improve their team the way that we've laid it out in the constitution, except it's just not super clear how it's written that way. So all I want to do is just going forward, fix that. Um, I I'm fine with the whole division leaders are the last four and then the next best records, which would put Mike, you know, before Ross in this example, he gave me where he was going for a guy. He saw he had a better record, but yeah, it makes sense. I just want to make it clear going forward. That's how I want to do it. Well, the idea is to achieve parity, right? Yes. That's the goal. And so, me, for example, this year, me sitting in that number one spot, I should always be picking last on a waiver order. Because be. that gives as long other, as you're still gives, undefeated. That gives other teams a chance to catch up, which is what they should be trying to do. Yeah. So It's also like, it, this, this is probably going a little too deep into it, but um, first of all, I don't think we should make any changes now because we should make any changes during the season, regardless of right. there, unless it's like a drastic right. problem. Right. But um, y- you could make the case that just for example, say the, you know, the division winners are picking last and then we have it in order of, of their record. But some of those teams that are like five and two could have just lucked into five wins somehow when they played the lowest scoring team. So, oh, yeah. So yeah, there you go. So, so th- that means their team is not that strong, but their record is. And, you know, I don't know. To me, it just seems like it, 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 it's not going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect because even if you made the changes to make it so that the wild cards were next, again, some of those wild cards could be pretty weak. So what and, you're saying is you'd want to base it on points for more than anything else i mean i think i think so but i think ultimately my my recommendation would be you know starting next year we go to a free agency budget and then it's up to you you determine 
what you want to get off the waiver wireless, which players you want. And you also make the decision, well, how much confidence do I have in this player to be a contributor? And you express that confidence in the amount of dollars you're going to apply towards yep. that free agent. Like, I, think that's uh, the I suggest, I, I suggest probably would not have gotten, Jeff, I would not write that up. up. Uh, go ahead, Dan. I, I suggest Jeff, you write that up, make it a proposal and then submit it. We had some question about changes to the Constitution and what it takes place and how long you have, blah, 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 blah. I say you write up a proposal, send it out, everybody gets one week to look at it, and then a vote is taken. And it either, it's an up and down vote. You know, yeah, I like, that. I like that system. I like that system you're proposing, Jeff. Like a good example of that for me this year would have been the Antonio Brown pickup. I probably would not have picked him up for maybe more than 50 cents in that situation sure. because but, who knows? You know, somebody might've said, I'll, I'll, I got a hundred bucks on my free agency budget. I'll throw $5 at it. Yeah. And then they would have gotten him, but everybody's going to have to make that decision and, and realizing there's other people bidding. Somebody else might've thought, well, geez, I bet somebody bids five. So I'll bid 15, you know, and, and then they are spending. I, I, it's just tough. You know, I, I have a, I have a point of note here. Um, under a monetary system, um, if somebody puts a bid in on the waiver wire, um, is there something, a notice that goes out saying, hey, such and such bid $20 on this person? Do you, do you want to bid no. higher? No, it's blind. That's the problem with that because there's not a problem with that. That's perfect. <laughs> No, That's what makes it perfect. It's like happens. you have to be strategic about it, Dad. You need to know whether or not you want to spend half your budget, a quarter of your budget, a dollar of your total $100 budget, like whatever okay, it is. All right. I stand corrected. So the point is, if you can sneak a bid in and nobody else pays attention to it, you're going to get them. But then the week later, somebody goes, well, hell, I would have I'd have had him. I'd have put $25 in on him. Tough shit. You didn't see it is what you're saying, right? That's how it is right now with the waiver. Like if you forget to look Tuesday night at available players like Carlos Hyde, that's Michael Hasty, and then you wake up once like, shit, I forgot. Well, that's your own fault. No, oh, I looked, I looked, I put a waiver wire in on Carlos Hyde. Obviously I need running backs, but um, I, I, I don't have a problem with changing it to a monetary thing. I don't. I think it might be interesting to do that. And, and Jeff, to support you, that might be the first step to making it become a, uh, a a salary cap league as well as a keeper uh, let's not go too far let's let's do one baby step at a time i uh, think the fat right, sounds right. good but that's, that's a that's a baby step that's all yeah um sure. real quick i okay. uh, we talked about rule changes uh and this is what i want to show for y'all if you can see it what our constitution says any rule change proposed for the agi ffa shall be passed only by approval of two-thirds of the owners or in the case of abstaining owners, greater than two thirds of the owners in a league-wide vote. So, and then they take place the following year or following approval, not in the current year. So I, I gather two things from this statement that I, I don't think about all the time, but in the season I do. If someone proposes something, then, you know, first off, there's no time frame from when you need to vote on it and enact it and get all the votes in, right? This is just left open. To me, that's an issue. I think anybody should be able to propose something and there should be like a one, two week period of everyone had a chance to see it. Everyone has a chance to comment on it, throw their discussion on it and then vote on it. 
Um, that needs to be fixed, I think. And the second is there's the statement here that says abstaining owners greater than two thirds of the owners. If someone threw something out and 12 people did not pay attention and have no comment, to me that reads three people can pass something in our constitution. Is that right? Yes, it is. Because if you're too fucking lazy to look at shit and too fucking lazy to make a vote on it, tough fucking shit. That's my opinion. Okay. I agree with your statement. Hey, that no, sounds no, like something that is, might have happened that, in 2016 on a large scale. Just saying. <laughs> a, a fair notice, a fair to, notice to everybody. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, <laughs> no, I mean, I, it's been so many years since 2016. What are you talking about? <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, what are you talking might about? Might have happened. Might have happened. <laughs> I, 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 I'm lost. I mean, there's stuff that has changed. I know that, but. I, I forgot what, what you're talking about. So not a football related thing. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, so anyway, okay. just for you guys, and, and I'm going to try to throw this out to the people that I know pay attention and are kind of up to date, but I, I really want to try to make sure we get a time frame in for these proposed changes and see if we can get that voted on as soon as possible so that going forward, any future changes we're not like it's not out in the open for a month or two and then the season ends everyone forgets and then we're back to square one in the off season you know so yeah i, I gave I, you my go ahead Dad. i gave you my input on it I, I i said one week but you know I, I could be happy with two weeks too but i think that you put it you put something in there that says a rule change is proposed you've got and it's distributed to everybody Okay, within two weeks or uh, one week or whatever, a vote shall be taken. And 66% that votes for it will be effective. If you choose not to vote, that's your problem. Once passed, don't bitch about it. That's uh, something to that effect. I, I agree with that. And just to go back to the time frame um, question, just because it's not designated in the Constitution, that doesn't mean you can't put it on a league-wide vote. For example, just because it says, it doesn't say all votes must be in within two weeks. You could put that in the proposal on Facebook and just say, hey, this is gonna be up for a week. Um, we need you to vote. If you don't vote, you're considered to be abstaining. And here's the proposal. And after one week, That's you count up the votes, just like you said, dad. And if it's, if it's two thirds of the people that voted say yes, it's good. You know, you're, it's your own problem you didn't, that you didn't vote on it. My, my only my only issue with that is that it's not in the constitution if the constitution says you got two weeks you got two weeks uh, a, a facebook notice saying hey you know if you don't do this within two weeks people are going to go fuck it i don't even read facebook right yeah. so i think the constitution needs to say a proposal has been put out you have two weeks to review it at the end of two weeks a vote shall be taken six you know what i'm saying Jeff, yeah, Jeff has a good idea too, though. Written. Jeff has a good idea too. You could just say in your proposal, "I, I expect, uh, or you know, a, a week is open." Basically, I like that. And we we could make a change to the constitution that says all rules changes uh, are are taking place by a vote that has that shall be concluded one week after posting on or whatever one after one week after the proposal is presented to owners we can do that i'm just saying just because it doesn't have it in there doesn't mean we're violating anything in the constitution by making that 
statement when we propose the the rule change. It's not violating. If I think it's not put, if you don't put if you don't put it in there, it's a loophole. Yes. Well, the Constitution doesn't say that. Put it in there. No argument. The Constitution says within two weeks we'll have a vote. Up or down? Yes or no? All right, gents. I got to roll. All right. See you, Gummy. All right, Gummy. Later. Y'all later. All right. Good luck. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, I I just want to bring it up there for at least Gummy to see now, and and because I know we had talked about it, so. Okay. So I've got two takeaways here. Um, I need to put together some options on trading uh, for the Kingmaker problem, some options to eliminate that, and then forward them to you, Gus, and I guess you'll, like, uh, I don't know, uh, tear them apart and figure out what's wrong with them, sure. um, and then we'll talk about it you, as we go forward with everybody. Will you send it to both of us? And I, I'll Absolutely. look at it too. I'll give my two cents, and, and Gus, you can do what you want with it. Of course, I, the only reason why I mentioned the only reason why I mentioned Gus is because he's commissioner. But I don't think this is something that needs to be. It doesn't need to be private, and the more input, the better. So absolutely, I'll send it to you as well. Yeah. I also need to put together a fab recommendation for 2021 to replace the waiver claim system. That's a pretty straightforward one. There's not a whole lot of complexity there, but I'll I'll type something up and I'll email that to both of you as well. Um, but it's cool. that that's really an easy one. The, the Kingmaker thing is a little bit more difficult. The other thing is that I don't think I have all the notes on all the things that we could do to fix Kingmaking. Right. So I'm going to go off of memory. Um, Gus, if we miss some like options or, or ideas, add them in there if you don't mind, and yeah. then send that back out to everybody. And then ultimately we just need we do we just need people to tear it apart and figure out what the problems are mm -hmm. so we can see how to tweak them or which one is, is the best of many bad, you know? Yeah, um, right. So we'll go from there. Cool. I appreciate that, Jeff. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I know this year I didn't want to do a lot of changes, but now that the season's gone on, it really feels like it's a normal season kind of again. Um, yeah, it, I'm ready to get back into, let's fix the league. Let's attack the problems that people catch during the season. So I appreciate sure. that. Yeah. yeah, no problem. No problem. Cool. By, the, by the way, just before we go, um, <clears throat> On our predictions this week, uh, did anybody pick the Guzzlers against uh, Bozilla? Uh, wait. Yes. <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on real quick. I, okay. I, I want to I wanna throw something out there, okay? Today is the 28th of October. One week from today is probably when we would record again, and it could be a very different world one week from today, at least in the United States. So let's predict that real oh, quick. Yeah, yeah. Where are you guys at on, uh, you know, the upcoming election for president? Well, I can go first if you don't mind. So um, I voted early, um, and I, I had a much easier time than you, Gus. Um, I don't. I don't think this is a vote of Democrat versus Republican. I, I think I've been pretty clear that this is Democrat versus authoritarian government, and I voted for Biden because not that I think Biden's a great president. I think he's again, as we talked about, I think he's a return to status quo, and I think we need that. I think we we don't. My my thoughts are that we don't need a business owner running the country. That's not the job of a president. Okay, you need a president to run the country. Not a CEO. That, that's not how this thing works. And we've seen now a CEO is a terrible president. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, on top of that, I think Trump is, is just, he's an authoritarian. And that, that's what he believes in. 
and, and that's okay. I don't fault anybody for voting for him because they think they're voting for a Republican. They're not. They're voting for an authoritarian, and that is a huge difference from conservative values. That's that's not conservatism. Conservativism. I talked with a friend on Facebook about this, and you know, I think. You know, I, I know he had a lot of issues, but my favorite Republican of all time wasn't really a politician, but it was William H. Buckley. He was a, a genius conservative. Now, he was also kind of a homophobe, and he yeah. had some racist tendencies to him. But in yeah, terms of yeah, philosoph did. philosophical conservatism and how that works, it's pretty good. It's it's pretty genius, his thinking on that. So he's not a role model of mine. I just think he's a he was the conservative voice that I could understand as an intellectual standpoint, right? A model so, of that. Yeah. Did you it's, watch the debate whole, between I him mean, and William Baldwin? Nah, nah, I, I, nah, I, I just look at, I just look at that and think, you know, as a smart person, that's the kind of person I want talking to me from the conservative side. So I voted okay, for Biden yeah. because I'm not necessarily voting against the Republicans, although I think they've taken a really sharp turn. And if you look, I don't know what the commercials are like down in Houston, but in Dallas, it is fear mongering of yeah. the worst order against every Democrat on the ballot. And I'm a, I'm a 44 year old dude. I'm not afraid yeah. of the boogeyman anymore. I don't need you telling me that a candidate here, here in Dallas, Candace Venezuela is going to release all the criminals onto the streets. So they rob right. your house and murder your family. Dude, don't pander yeah. to me. That's fucking stupid. That's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. So I'm not voting for uh, the Republican Party has taken a turn that I do not absolutely agree with at all. So I voted for Biden. But your question was, who's going to win? I think Trump's going to win the election. And that's that's. Oh, wow. So which swing states oh, okay. is he going to win, Jeff? I think he's going to win Florida. He's going to take Texas, even though they say it's in play. It's really not in play. Um, the question right. that I have is, you know, Pennsylvania and Michigan Hillary lost them because she didn't, she did not, she really didn't pitch there, right? She just mm -hmm. assumed she was going to win them. Yep. Trump is fighting yep. for those states too. And so I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I got a sense that Pennsylvania is going to stick Trump. I really do. Oh. Um, oh. I, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I think, I think he's still going to win it. Michigan's a little bit tougher because I don't, but I think there's enough of his base that he may get Michigan as well, in which case we're just looking at another, uh, a pretty, we're looking at a Trump win regardless. So I think Pennsylvania and Michigan are going to be key. Florida's in play, but I really don't think it's in as play as much. And Texas is, that's a pipe dream right now. I, I just don't see it. I hope I'm wrong. I'm not a pundit. I'm not, I'm not a poll watcher. I just look at it and go, his base is strong and vocal. And I, I think he's going to take a, I think he's going to get more than what everybody anticipates, just like the last time around. Right. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's it. Go, go ahead, Dad. Okay, my turn. Okay. I, um, I, I'm fearful. I'm fearful. I think, I think that Biden's going to take all those swing states. I think he's going to take Michigan and Wisconsin and, you know, um, whatever, Pennsylvania. I don't think he'll take Florida. I, I don't think he's not going to take Texas. You know, Trump will get Texas, but I think uh, Biden's going to take Arizona, Colorado, uh, Virginia, North Carolina. I, I think that the, the path for Trump is like really slim, really fucking slim. But if he pulls this off, something's wrong. And here's the thing. 
he could, he could, he can fuck this up. He can fuck up the mail-in ballots. He could challenge it in court. And now he's got a 6-3 uh, a majority. So if, if it goes to the courts, Trump is in. It doesn't matter because I'm going to fucking Panama in April. I don't care who wins. We're out of here in April, right? But I'm fearful. I think I think Biden is going to kill him. I think Biden is going to get the, uh, the the popular vote by shit at least three million, right? Yeah. So it's possible for Trump to win, and it bothers the fuck out of me that there's that many stupid fucking people out there that will vote for, like you said, Jeff, a fucking author- authoritarian. He he's a fucking fascist. That's what he is. Hey, hey, Dad. He's a fucking liar, liar, liar. That's all he does is lie. I hate the fuck. I hate him. I, People okay. love that, though. Yeah, yeah. They they like a strong man. I I, I want to bring something up that I, I read uh, yesterday, and it's about how the election night will probably unfold, and it it's all based on when polls close, when certain states announce, and stuff like that. So I thought it was interesting. Like seven o'clock next. Tuesday, I hope you're still recording this. Yeah. Are you still recording this? Yeah, it's good, still recording. Good. So um, anyway, at uh, 7 o'clock next Tuesday, Kentucky will close at 7. I think, uh, you know, some certain southern states or, you know, ruby red states are going to close. And almost immediately, it's going to be like Trump wins these states. Trump will be up a certain number of electoral votes. Indiana is one of the states that is kind of in that rust belt of Ohio, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Here's the thing. I'm not trying to say Biden has a chance. What I'm trying to say and what I read is if the numbers start coming in where it's a much closer matchup for Biden competing against Trump, it's going to be a good night for Biden, apparently, because that will give an indication Biden's message or maybe Trump's message. Let's say Trump's message didn't resonate with a lot of voters. Biden's message resonated more with a lot of voters. And that's the state to watch for. If if Trump isn't winning by like yeah. 10 points, 15 points or whatever it should be that he won in 2016, then you're right. Like Florida, it might be in play. I don't think Texas is in play, but I bet it's going to be really close then. Uh, Arizona is probably going to Biden. North Carolina, North Carolina could go to Biden. It, it'll be a very interesting night, but that's what I'm going to tell you guys for next Tuesday. Watch that Indiana state, see what happens, and you could probably use that as a gauge for how the night's going to go. So you, Indiana goes to Trump. I'm sorry. Are you saying if Indiana goes Trump, Trump wins? No, Dad. What I'm saying is okay, Indiana, right. Indiana is going to go Trump, but it's the margin of victory there. If Biden is close, just like some people think he's going to be close in Texas, that seems like an indication of how the rest of the night will go in all these other states that are swing states. So Pennsylvania, Florida, North Carolina, Michigan, Arizona, even Texas, like it'll it'll basically show like this is kind of how. Uh, the rest of America saw Trump or saw Biden this year. So Indiana is the this the canary in the coal mine right now, right? So you got to watch that and see what happens. And if it's a close race, then that could be good for Biden. If it's not, then then it's it, up in the air it, again. Who it's knows? Yeah. In yeah, fact, it's probably not going to be a good sign because I bet Florida would go Trump, and then Pennsylvania is going Trump, like you said, Jeff. And who knows? Pennsylvania, no. Well, I, Pennsylvania could, but but there's one promising sign. The promising sign is that 18 to 25 year olds are voting in much much greater 
numbers than in 2016. Do you know any young person that likes Trump? Sure, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's, it's just like Jeff was saying, it's like the personality, the cult of personality they identify with. They don't think about the country as having all these major problems. They just like Trump because they think he's funny. They think he's strong, you know? It's, it's, that's, that's what I've seen. But I have seen it the other way too, well, where they realize this guy is just, you know, xenophobic, racist, whatever you want to call him, he fits all those markers. So, I don't, uh, I don't, I, I, I prefer Biden as the return to normalcy, and perhaps you know, just even if he doesn't do anything, as long as he stops the pendulum from swinging wildly back and forth, and gets it back to some kind of moderate approach to to our country, uh, really across the world, because. You know, I'm, I don't mean to—I don't mean to sound bad about this, but America isn't the world's superpower anymore, and I think people are trying to grasp that and say, "Yeah, we are. We kick ass. We're America. We kick ass." We, well, we don't, and, and he hasn't yeah. made that better. He's made it even worse. And yeah. the, the idea that you know he can be—he can say what is on, what's on his mind, and that's that's fine and dandy if you're sitting in an office someplace. But he's a shitty businessman who became a shitty president. And we need, we need somebody who's just a politician. That's their job. And I, I don't care that there's a, a, it's like, you know, having something against attorneys. I'm sorry, you may not like attorneys. We still need them though. Yep. We still need them to do the, the things that they're, they're specialized in doing. We need somebody who is a career politician to be a president and just get things back to status quo for a little bit. And let's see if we can try to, to have the next chapter of America, because right now, I look at it as we've had a slow and steady decline, which is what happens with with like dominant countries and dominant civilizations is that they normally just don't fall apart overnight. It's a slow and steady decline, and that's where we're at. And it's going to continue as well, as long as we are continuing to um, try to hold on to this ideal that existed years and decades and centuries ago. It's going to continue to be this decline until we can figure out like that next chapter for us. And that that's where we're at. We need that somebody to, to at least get us to the next chapter so we can start to swing back up or we just keep declining and we end up the equivalent of like the UK, the Roman Empire. Well, we don't necessarily have to fall apart that bad, but just becoming like Spain or UK or God forbid, Portugal, you know, like those types of empires that slowly declined over time and eventually became, yeah, they're like, yeah, you were good back in the day, but now you're just, eh, okay. And we, we listen to China now, you know, China is the one or, or Russia. We listen to Russia. Russia is the world power now. You know, we don't want that. Um, I don't know. It's, I just don't, I don't. Uh, China is the world power. They are. They really are. And, and we need to accept that for what it is. And we may not like it. It doesn't feel good, but they are. That That's, they are. They control what happens economically. Um, they produce for everybody else. Yeah. Um, we don't like their government. We don't like their human rights. But you know, we don't have a say in that. That's tough shit. Right. They right. are the we ones don't who have to be. We don't have to be number one. We don't have to be number one. We don't have to be number one. We have to be for the people of this country. We yes. have to be concerned about what happens in this country and not worry about fucking China and Russia and all this other bullshit. Uh, well, that was I, that's kind of that's kind of going into what Trump was yeah. trying to say. I was just about to say, Dad, that sounds but, like a Trump argument. 
but he failed at it. Oh, Trump's he, argument he is we're number one. America it. first. Number one. No, we're not number one. We, there's so many up. things that are fucked up in this country that we have to address those. We have to address those in this country. The division is bad. It's no, no, he, really bad. He said what he said was America first, but what he really meant was America, some of you first. Yep. And everybody else, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, but yeah. you know, some of you deserve to have more. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make that happen. Yeah, um, if you're a red state and you vote for me, you're good. If you don't, fuck you. If you have an emergency, <laughs> fuck you. I won't give you shit. That's Trump. All he worries about is himself. Yeah. He's got to uh, go. He's got to go. Well, I, I mean, go, I won't say I, it. I won't I, say it. I can't yeah, say I, I disagree, but here, here's the thing I want to make sure I make that I'm clear on because some of the people that listen to this might be Republicans. I want to say it's not your fault either. Okay. If you're voting for Trump, it's, it's okay. You're I'm voting fine. for the Republican ticket, but from an outsider's I'm perspective looking in, it's not really the Republicans anymore. It's not the Republican Party. It's it is a authoritarian Republic part Republican Party, which is not what William H. Buckley was going for. Right? That's that's not what Abraham Lincoln and all the other great Republicans. That's not what Reagan was going for. Okay, it's a different. It's not the same. But I get how you don't really have much of a choice because if you if you believe in Republican values, you probably look at the Democrats and say, I just can't vote for that. I can't, I can't agree with it. My only choice then is to vote for the guy who claims to be a Republican. Right. And I don't blame you for it. It's okay. It, it just, I, I hope people realize that you're not really voting for a Republican in, in, in those terms of the Reagan era or even the Bushes or, or any of the other, you're not, you're not voting for that, that, governmental policy you're voting for authoritarianism with some sprinkles of republican theory, uh, values trickled or kind of thrown into the mix well said. and more than well anything said. else it's you're you're voting for like a third party that is not at all what the founding fathers represents were the, it doesn't represent the american people it represents a a portion of the american people right yeah it doesn't represent but, all of us. You're right, but again, if if that's your mindset, you probably don't want to vote for a Democrat, and that's why I say it's not your fault that you vote that's for fine. the Republican guy because you probably look at it and go, I can't get on board with what the Democrats are saying, so I have to vote this other way. It's not your fault. It's okay. I don't. I'm not pissed about it. I I, I don't hold it against you. I hold it against you if you're going to throw a bunch of bullshit in my face and say uh, the fake. China hoax, the for the COVID hoax, and uh, you know lock her up, and you know uh, yeah. those they should have yeah. kidnapped yeah. that governor in Michigan. Email. Free Hillary's Michigan, email. right? Liberate Michigan. If you believe in that, Crooked. I don't really, Crooked I don't really want to talk to you about Crooked Joe, things. Sleepy Joe. That doesn't. That that's crap. But the the crap about liberate Michigan and then blaming her for a kidnapping attempt. I don't don't yes, talk to me yes. about that. I don't want to. Yes, I don't yes. want to hear that nonsense because that's not this that is, is not president, America. That's not America. President of the United States telling people kidnapper and killer. The president. Okay. Again, I, I I think I got to put a bow on this. Uh, I think the main message is vote. Uh, be informed. Know uh, what your choices are, and obviously it's not just for president. There's other positions and. Uh, People running oh, out we didn't there. Even talk about the Senate. 
I know, I know, but uh, you know, it, just just know, like in a week, that's probably the big topic of discussion, even for our podcast. Which, by the way, this was a good AGFFA report. I, I I'm glad we got to talk about this along with uh, the week as as normal. So, if, if I can add one one last thing, Gus, before we go. Should Trump win the election? I, I, I ask just out of common decency for the folks that are listening to this that may have voted for Trump, if at some point down the line, and I don't think I'm sounding too paranoid here, but if at some point down the line, they start asking about who believes in Trump and asking for names of people, please don't tell them any of our names. I'm not, I don't think I'm being paranoid when I say that an authoritarian wants to stamp out anybody opposed. And sometimes that means rewarding, turning in your neighbors. And please don't do that because we've all got, you know, we're, we're kids of, of, of Dan here and we've got small kids and we're not, we're not the enemy. And I, I, don't, I don't wanna sound paranoid, but I do fear that that's the direction that the country could go in is that Democrats and the, the liberals must be destroyed that's yeah. the commercials we're hearing yeah and if that's the direction they go just remember we're just we're just people trying to make it through life too yeah. all right and we got we have families we don't want to be removed from our ability to make a good living or god forbid thrown into camps for re-education or just extraordinarily what do you call it extraordinary renditioned out of existence i mean yeah. come on man i'm not I'm, I'm trying not to be paranoid, but these are thoughts that legitimately come through my head because read the tea leaves of history. And when authoritarians take power, the yeah. last thing they like to do is get out of power. Yeah. And sometimes that means things like certain people need to disappear, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the whole idea that the word liberal is such a demonized term now, I, I, it's, it's scary. It's scary to think about, like, if I put a sign out in my front yard that I have it back here, the nope sign. Like there are people in my neighborhood that are going to look at that and remember, and if something happens next week where Trump's reelected, I, once I put the sign away, it's just, I know they, they will remember that those people. You're labeled. I'm labeled. Yeah. Even and it's, it's just one of those things like what can happen next? And the good thing is I, I, I trust some people that I know that are voting Trump, that it's just, they, they're not those people right now. I know they're not, but, not right but now. like you said, like you said, just. Just keep in mind how the country could go in a certain direction. We're just trying to get by like everybody else. That's it. That's the bottom line. We're people just like everybody else. We're humans and we're, we're just trying to get by. So don't, there's no need for us to be disappeared. Exactly. Dad, I can't hear you. You're on mute or you lost your microphone. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, look, Dad, I, I, I know, I know. Dad, I didn't mute you. But I, I can't hear you. I don't know what you're saying. Can you hear him, Jeff? No, I can't hear him. Okay. This may not be plugged in all the way. <laughs> or maybe batteries are out. I can't hear him. I know. I know. He's just like waving and stuff. Okay, look. Uh, look. Uh, good discussion. Good week. Next week, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Whatever happens. Um, shit, we might just talk about that the whole time. And we'll just maybe quickly we be like, who cares about football? But what's that? Maybe we split it up. Let's do an AGFFA and then an addendum to it or a supplemental thing where we just talk about the election. We can do That's that. That's a good we'll idea. We'll do it just like that. We'll, we'll probably start with politics, then whoever's left over, we can talk about it. So. Yeah.
Um, all right. Anyway, thanks for jumping on. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Be good. Take care.